Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. And we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you better foresight. And now we're bringing you those same great interviews along with other mindset hacks, visibility hacks, and traffic hacks, and more to get you all the tools you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And of course, gain more sales. So head over to GetHHM.com forward slash toolbox to get all the free resources to help you get more. And so without further ado, let's get to it. All right. All right. Hello. Hello, Corey and Jojo in the house. Ron, you're outnumbered of Corey's again. I don't know what's going on. It's like the second show in a row, it seems like. You're outnumbered by Corey's. Yes. Well, welcome, guys. I'm going to... Do a little introduction before we get started here. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, but but today, to anybody that doesn't know Corey and Jojo, they are a, a power couple of all about giving, have fostered so many uh, children just in the name of helping out. They have... Uh, they were on their way for careers to actually be in the health industry because, again, that loving, giving spirit. But they had a tragedy hit that really forced them to go all in and helping couples in a different way. And now the byproduct is profits for entrepreneurs because they have a better relationship with their spouse. And Corey, Jojo, I'm so excited to get into this today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank Thanks you. We love it. No, we're excited to have you. And uh, again, yeah, I'm getting outnumbered by Corey's. We have to find some Ron. <laughs> we have to find some Ron people out there. Is there any? Uh, we know some is, Ron. This is, this is a call to all Ron entrepreneurs <laughs> that need to come on the show, so then we can outnumber Corey. Anyway, hashtag so, Ron. Hashtag. <laughs> we know a Ron entrepreneur. We, we know a Ron and we'll his wife's a K9 PT that owns her own business. So perfect. Perfect. Hook us up. Well, Corey and Jojo, we're super excited to have you on. Why don't you take a moment and just kind of share with the audience a little bit of your backstory. Yeah. So I'm Jojo. He's Corey. Um, and we kind of never planned on being entrepreneurs. I don't know how many other entrepreneurs. I know a lot of entrepreneurs are like from the beginning, they're like, yes, I'm going to own my own business and own my own time. And this is the way it's going to work. It was not that way for us, like at all. Um, I am a nurse. He did physical therapy. Um, and I actually am in grad school right now to become a therapist. And, um, we, I was working one night, our community had a massive tragedy and I was working for a local hospital. And when I came home, I was, you know, crying, talking to Corey. And I was like, you know, it's not, it was horrible. And I got a very strong impression. Your mission in life is to help families. And so from that moment, I was like, okay, that's cool. But I was already in school with my undergrad. My undergrad was marriage and family studies. Um, and, and Corey was, actually in physical therapy school at the time. Um, and I was like, well, I'm already planning on becoming a therapist. And we had already been foster parents. We've had about 30 kids over the years. We've been foster parents for almost a decade. And so I thought, well, that's a cool thought, but I don't know what to do with that. We're already like, we're already doing that. We're already trying. Um, and then we fast forward a little while. And um, last year we got a, another impression. We were at a physical therapy conference. And we got an impression that the time is now to start our business. And so we're like, this is kind of crazy. Now, granting you, we have always coached couples. We have coached couples for about 12 years, but it was not paid. It was not for business. It was strictly everyone would come to us for marriage advice and kid advice because we've had 30 kids over the years and we've been married for more than most people. And so we 
have just always coached couples and helped them, gave them tips, and then, you know, kind of fixed their marriage along the way. Um, so it was never a plan. I always thought I'd open up my own practice and he'd open up his own practice, but it was not that way. Well, and as so. Corey mentioned, we did transition away from healthcare. I was three weeks away from taking my licensure exam as a physical therapist, and I just felt pulled away that my time was better spent saving families than it was saving these. And so I, three weeks before my physical therapy exam, I canceled the exam and went all in into our business. And ever since then, we've been spending our time serving families, serving couples. It's been amazing. And I think the biggest thing too is that, um, you know, we focus on entrepreneurs because we had always served the generic couple, right? Like it was typical problems, fighting constantly. But when we started our business, entrepreneurs started coming to us because, you know, it's kind of what you do. And we found that they have different problems, like different difficult problems, but solvable problems. Um, so, it does, it, you know, we were helping couples that, you know, they're on the verge of killing each other to actually having that peace at home and actually thriving in their business. And that's one thing that when we had started doing our stuff, we didn't realize that we were actually helping the entrepreneur increase profits. Like that was not our goal. It was not our mission. Our mission was to help families and to bring those two parents together and to stop fighting at home. But it turned out that we were actually helping them increase profits because they were able to have that mental clarity. They were able to have their spouse now on board with the business instead of just fighting about the business. And they were actually able to like make progress. Well, they became a better version of themselves by focusing in the home and on the marriage. And every entrepreneur needs to become more and become better to serve at a higher level. And that's what we were finding as these couples were becoming better um, as a marriage. Yeah. Uh, I love it so much, guys. And, you know, Ron and I have both been in the situation of of going against the spouse, the non-entrepreneur spouse, right? Like it, it's become or it had become challenging in different types, uh, different times of our lives. So uh, but let's let's circle back a little bit because you you, you breezed over. We, we kind of breezed over one thing that's really, really big. And it and so many people don't have the stomach to do this. And that is fostering children. <laughs> and you have done that in abundance. And and so just I, I would love to hear your why. Like what got you started there and and then the, the kept you kept going because I, I couldn't imagine falling in love with a little kid and then mm-hmm. having that kid be taken to a different home, right? Like, I just, I couldn't imagine that whole process of fostering. I would be a foster fail so fast, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love You would that. have a lot of kids, Corey. That would be- I would. <laughs> um, so actually our journey, there's, there's quite a few different stories, not different stories, but stories that lead up to foster care. Um, a lot of the time when people come to us, they're like, how did you do it? And honestly, it's God had a purpose. Um, But if you look at our children, so we have five kids. And if you look at our kids, they're obviously not the only kids that we've had in our home. We've had about 30 in our home. Um, But if you look at, let's take our oldest son, right? Our oldest son is eight and he's amazing. He actually published a book before we did. He's a published author and he was seven years old as a published author. And you look at the kids in foster care and obviously the things that um, they've had to overcome what they should have never had to, right? Like it's not their fault that they had to enter foster care. And, um, one of the things that I think is big is that kids are not broken. Like kids are resilient. And so no matter if it's a child that's been through tons of trauma or little trauma, hopefully little trauma, um, 
in any situation, whether it's your children or our children or whatever, kids are resilient. And so if you're able to give them that thriving environment, they're able to become whoever they need to become, right? Like just like all of us as entrepreneurs, like if we're shoved down and, and in your marriage, and this doesn't answer your question, but I just went on a little tangent, but if you're shoved down in your marriage and you're not able to thrive as an entrepreneur, you're not gonna get very successful. But if you have your spouse on board and it's you building that resilience together, you're able to become successful. But back to the story of why we started fostering, there's well, a few different things. Foster care, the shorter answer is a calling from God, but the longer answer is foster care has been a part of our life forever. My aunt and uncle have four kids. One oldest was a biological child and the other three were adopted actually through, they live in Utah, but they were actually adopted through the same county that we currently live in. And so that foster care had been a part of my life. Then the job I quit to go to physical therapy school was at a care facility for disabled adults where I was dealing with a lot of individuals that were incompetent to, to stand trial, that weren't safe to be in a local group home and all these things. And they were bounced in and out of foster care and group homes and all these things. And one thing that we found was as soon as these individuals could get structure, could get people that actually care about them, could have some consistency, they started to make a ton of progress. For instance, the unit I worked in was a lockdown unit. You had to have a key in and out. And we'd get some structure and we these guys were high aggression we'd get some structure we were able to decrease their um, aggression and get them to a safe less restrictive area and that was one thing that we had with foster care has just been a part of our life but we the main reason that drove us to foster care is we just felt like we needed to adopt we didn't know when we didn't know how and so in utah before physical therapy school we explored foster care we got licensed everything but never had any placements and then it was here in Nevada when we got um, those placements. And so one thing that has been, you're right, Corey, it is very challenging to have yeah. children in and out of your home. But the approach that we take is forever, however long a child is in our home, at least we will love them. We'll give them the best care that we possibly can. And so for however long they were in our home, at least they were loved more than they would have been without being in our home. We had some kids for as little as eight hours. Yeah. Eight or 18 hours, 18 hours. And then we've had kids for over a year, you know, so it kind of just depends on the situation. It is extremely hard, which is how I think, I think honestly, our marriage became stronger um, because of it, because we were forced in a situation. And we were never going to 10 day, they call it, we're never going to give up on a child. Right. And so it's up to us to decide how to help them fit, how to help them adapt and how to help them with their emotions. And so, um, but yeah, that's one of the things that actually helped us in our marriage was, um, and sorry, this is a long drawn out answer, but um, one of the things that really helped us in our marriage is one of our sons, <laughs> we have four boys and one girl, and um, one of our sons was really hard, like really hard. We've had 30 kids and he was probably our hardest child we've ever had. Um, and we, we got him at about 18 months old and um, we were his second home and he cried constantly, like non-stop crying and i was in school he was in school i was working like significant drug exposure we had four kids it was really hard and so one night we were like okay this isn't gonna work like we're not gonna 10 day on him but we like something's gotta figure out because it was disrupting the whole family like us we were on edge with each other the kids were on edge with each other like it was a mess and so we sat down and we're like okay how are we gonna do this and we developed a framework to adjust to his needs. And 
um, it's similar to actually a similar framework to what we use with a lot of our couples um, to kind of get that contention out of the home and to get that peace back in the home. So, And with that blessing of foster care, we've learned to love at a, lo at a level deeper than most because of the trauma that these kids have experienced. This child, this son that she was talking about, would cry for three weeks straight. He didn't know how to receive love because mm -hmm. his mom was on the streets yeah. in and out of being homeless tried to and hold stuff. Him. It was nothing. He just didn't know how to receive love. And so that's another reason why it was so challenging because he couldn't hold him. We were a new home. So he was actually depressed, which I didn't know young kids could be depressed, but he, he just didn't know how to receive love. And once we were able to break that down and now three years later, it's amazing to have him sit on your yeah. lap and actually want a hug or say, I love you, daddy. And those kind of things, which I never thought was going to happen because I was like, I don't know where we're going, what progress we're going to make with him because he just he wanted to isolate himself. He didn't want any attention. He didn't want to be around people, and he was less than two years old when he came. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to say after that. Holy <laughs> that Welcome to our world. <laughs> stop! Right? I mean, so it, it it was one of those things. You know, Rachel and I we talked before we had kids if we were going to adopting all of those pieces and adoption is different than fostering. Cause I have a really good friend who fosters and like Corey said, I don't think, well, let me rephrase that. I don't believe I would be strong enough to do it for a short period of time, yeah. even though everything you said was amazing and it feels great. And yeah. you're, I mean, you obviously were called just like, you know, my friend is, he was called to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I would be like Corey and I would fail or I would have like three <laughs> football teams that lived with me at that time. So right. who, holy smokes. Yeah. But the one thing that you said that I thought is important that I think kind of ties back to what you do and, and how you help people, you figured out a framework that not only helped your son, but helped your marriage. It sounds like, yeah. and you're able to kind of flip that and help other married people in their businesses. And, and that's the piece that I think is phenomenal because there's so many people that would have just said, Hmm, here you go, kid, go back. Right. And you guys chose not to. So, I mean, props to you guys on that for sure. Yeah. Thank you. For sure. Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about how, how did you come to the realization that the calling was leading you down this road. Like, cause I've been called for certain things and I've, I fought the calling for many, many years. Yeah. Um, when did you kind of, I guess, give into the calling? So yeah, there, it's also a long folded question as well. Like everything <laughs> in life, right? Like I feel like in life we get these little answers, like, like your mission in life is to help families. I was like, cool, but that doesn't apply to me right now because I'm in school. And like, you know, like to me mentally, it was like, cool, that's a cool story, but I don't know how that works. But as we unfold our lives, things happen. So actually I had um, we, like I said, we had started with generic couples with our coaching because that's what we were used to. And again, we had received that like little answer, that little push, that prompt, whatever you want to call it, that we needed to start our business and it needed to be in marriage coaching. And so, um, but I actually had a dream one night where I literally was, you know, pretty much saw, cause all these entrepreneurs have come to us and I literally had a dream where it was like, okay, these are the things that you, how you solve these problems. And so literally we were like, 
okay, that sounds great. So we actually wrote a book about it and we wrote, you know, how these, these step-by-steps help. And we had, we had tested the framework and we had tested it and tested it and we've utilized it on tons of different entrepreneurs. And it seems to be a pretty good answer on how to fix marriages within the entrepreneur space, because there are just, there's a lot of core concerns in marriage. Obviously, everybody's marriage is different and there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. I will never emphasize that there's a perfect marriage, but I will emphasize that happily ever after does exist, that you can have your best friend at your side and you can have a successful business um, and have a successful family and success, meaning you have peace at home, meaning that little fights where they don't become huge explosions. um, But just in general, being able to be happy at home and happy in your business. So that that's one experience because we mm-hmm. fought the transition from just every couple to entrepreneurs because we're like, well, entrepreneurs, they're busy, they're this. Yeah. And, well, those are the problems that we help solving, which has allowed them to become stronger and better in their business. But I think another really key turning point was about a year before um, – I withdrew from my physical therapy exam. She says, I'm not sure you're going to work as a physical therapist. I did. And she says, I don't feel like you're going to work as a physical therapist, or at least not right now. Totally ignored it. I kept studying, kept doing everything. And then it took all a whole bunch of resistance. I still love physical therapy. And I'm really grateful for all my other friends and stuff that are physical therapists. But for me, I was better serving families because that's where my passion is. My passion is helping families stay strong because what's the point of building something great, whether it's a physical therapy clinic, a business or whatever, if it comes at the expense of your family or the people that you love. And so I think that was another thing that was really a turning point for how we could follow that path was when she told me, I don't think you're going to work as a physical therapist. It had been a buildup. It had been resistance. And finally three weeks before the exam, my exam, I was like, okay, well I can't wait any longer because as of right now, I still can get a little bit of money back for canceling, but if I wait any longer, then I'm just going to be stuck and go for it. And so I think that's a combination of how we finally accepted the path of this is who and what and why we need to serve. Yeah. It's it's so funny. So many people, they might have a dream, a desire, um, but they never really listen and take it beyond that, right? And so it's you know, whatever it's a calling or a dream or, you know, whatever your, your mission is, right. There's so many people that just put that to the side yeah, and, and never move forward. But I'm going to ask you both a, a personal question because in the line of work that you're in, uh, it, there, there's everybody I'm sure is like, well, how, if they're going to teach me how to be a better spouse, how are they, right? How are right. they as a spouse? So, uh, to, to answer like a, Tell me about like how you guys, you know, what makes your marriage so strong? Uh, And and then B, like, how do you respond to that question that when people are trying to vet you? Because it's one thing to go to a coach and and you're like, you know, this person I can see, they went from nothing to 10 million, right? Like it's an easy, measurable thing. like Tangible. Right. But for, from a marriage perspective... I can see that you're still married, but I, we don't know behind closed doors what it is, right? Like you don't, you can see that you're, you know, smiling on camera, but how do you really show that genuine, that genuine fact that you love each other and, and you're, you will have the best friend, right? That is side by side that you talked about. Like, how do you really like answer that kind of question? Well, I think the, the biggest point that has allowed us to have the success is from, even when we were dating, we said, and 
we're like, okay, we're going to get married. And, and that was the plan. We told each other that we will never say, we called it the D word. Divorce is never going to be a part of our vocabulary. And because the tendency in the world today, something gets a little bit hard. Let me find the quickest way to get out of that that little pain and so sometimes that's divorce sometimes that's not even making it to marriage they break up or they quit on their dreams or something like that and so just naturally people when they get a little bit of resistance they really have to be strong to push forward but because we decided from day one that that was never even going to be an option if divorce or a way out is not an option the only thing left is to make it work and so to grow stronger and that's one thing that um, couples can really rely on us or look at us. Why we have a strong relationship is because we're we're very honest. She is my best friend, but it's how I talk about her. As far as when people when people ask me, "What did you do this weekend?" Oh, I I hang out with JoJo. I spent time with my kids. That's where people feel and know the quality of our relationship is how how we talk about it. We talk about marriage being amazing, not because that's what it's supposed to be, not because you're a kid and people tell you, oh, marriage is great, but it's because we live it. We we talk about how uh, marriage is amazing, and because it's been amazing for us, we've learned the over 12 years how to help others make their marriage amazing. And I think on top of that, too, we're very public about a lot of our like things that go on in our lives because there is no such thing as a perfect marriage. Like, believe it or not, Corey does leave his socks on the floor all the what? time. And that's not, I know, right? <laughs> and, I, and I do use his socks sometimes when my feet are cold, so, I'll, you know, whatever. But, like, service, we talk service. about a service. Right. We right. talk about things that are real in our life with the people that we coach as well. Um, and, and just in general in our Facebook group, like everybody knows we're foster parents, but it's not easy. Like the other day we shared um, how we overcame or not overcame, but how we had the difficult conversation. So our, our four-year-old, our, one of our four-year-olds, we have two of them, um, our girl, our little girl, she has been in foster care for the past four years. And she was six months old when she was taken into care and we were her sixth home and like long story short, but the courts are trying or the, the, they're it's trying to make, case. it's an it's... ugly case. They have terminated rights, but we're trying to, they changed the law, a law with using her case. So it went to the Supreme court, like it's a big mess. Right. And it's not over. It's nowhere near over. And so her little brother, who's her half sibling, um, we got the notification that we'll be able to, uh, like we were signing the the documents to be able to do a sibling agreement with another child, right? Um, that lives with somebody for else, for right? Pre-phase for adoption for him. She's still at the Supreme Court. Like it's an ugly case. And so being open with our Facebook group about, you know, how are we overcoming these trials? So I shared our experience, obviously cried through the entire thing. And then I shared like, you know, how we overcome it. We're going to sit by the fire pit and we're going to talk about like, what kind of things can we do as a relationship to stay strong when we're both stressed, when we're both frustrated, when we're both crying? Like when, how are we overcoming these? Because again, like we teach the stuff, but we still have to utilize it. Like, and I think that's the biggest thing is like, yes, we can come up here and say, these are the things you should do for your marriage, but hard things still hit us too. And so when we're able to show like, yeah, I really do use this and I'm using this framework on our marriage. I mean, it, it genuinely it's genuine. It's, it's what we do. And that's, I hope that answered your question, but. And another thing that leads to that is because we're, we're very intentional. And so our intention doesn't change whether we're 
here with you, whether we're at home behind the closed doors with their kids, whether we're on our own videos, wherever it is, everything we talk about is be intentional. Make sure your family's your first priority. And when something's your first priority, you take care of it. When things are important and valuable, you work hard to make sure that they happen. And one thing I really love to do is I really love to serve and I work hard for my family, for my friends, for everybody in my life that I work hard for. And it's very clear. Um, so when people are trying to figure out, well, what's their marriage like, then just have a conversation because I'll tell you everything. <laughs> I'll tell you every struggle. And the one thing that I won't tell you is that if Jojo and I have a fight, we're going to do I might tell you about the fight, but I'm not going to go to you to help me solve the fight or to learn about the fight. The, that fight or that discomfort or disagreement is going to be solved between us before – I'm not going to a friend. I'm not going to my mom. She's not going to her sister, which is a source of a lot of contention in a lot of relationships. They take the problems outside the relationships before they're solved. You can tell people about them after they're solved. Yeah. Yeah. I I love a lot of the stuff you just said. One is about <laughs> the transparency where you yeah. are using what you're teaching. And I think that comes across extremely genuine to your, to your audience. And I think that's why people you're, you're building up trust with your people. Right. Yeah. The other piece that I, I think is vitally important is the arguments stay with the people that are involved in the argument yeah. and you don't go ask for help from other people. Right. Because yeah. that does cause issues. Yeah. Oh, we lost you. <laughs> I was uh, talking to someone else here. Um, <laughs> uh, gotta love, love uh, little ones at the moment. Yes, uh, we yeah. We know how it is. <laughs> I'm sure earlier you heard someone saying, "I'm done with my homework." Well, right, no, no, she she came down to play, which was normally fine, <laughs> except when you're on a live podcast. Um, <laughs> no, so I think it's important that a lot of people understand that it's that causes more problems and how you get people to understand that. I would love to hear because I think that's the most, what I've seen problematic thing for married couples to do. They, they hide from each other and then they will go complain or, or bitch to everyone else on the planet about what's happening instead of just actually fixing the problem. But even be, be, beyond marriages, beyond the yeah. spousal relationship like that that type of mentality like for ron and i we're business partners right like if we go complain about each other that's just going to kill the relationship we need right. to if yes. we have an issue we need to address it together first and foremost and keep that in in inside this that relationship so yeah and i love that that question ron uh because it is it goes to more than just the marriage well oh, yeah. and Corey, you you just answered that question for us there's a difference between seeking help and like um and really just going outside of the relationship outside of the individuals that need to resolve the concern we can have a problem that we might need help with but the difference is we solve that together if it's to someone at church or if it's a marriage therapist if if it's a friend whoever we go together and be like we have this problem we're stuck we don't know we don't have the answers to solve this problem. What can we do? 
and then we take the advice and we talk about it between each other. Well, they recommend this. What? Do you, how do you think that applies to us? And then it's an us decision. It's not a me or an I, a you. It's an us. We took our problem to wherever the source we think could help solve it together. We talk about it to com- together and we leave whoever we requested the help from together and we go back home and we're like, okay, where do we need to change? What do we need to solve? What is not broken, but what is out of order? What needs to be repaired? And we work it out together. So there's a difference between going outside of the problem and avoiding help altogether. Cause I'm not saying avoid the help, just do it together. And I think another factor too is, so we have um, one of our frameworks is called the unleashed love communication. And um, so it's, it's kind of hard to explain if you're not like diving into someone's fight or whatever, but um, basically you're taking accountability for your emotions. You're sending it over to the other person, asking them for their advice, what they feel like would help solve this problem. Then you send it back to the person that's not happy, feeling unloved or whatever the situation is. And then you're able to solve that, that communication together. So literally it makes like a zipper. So it's like tick, tick, tick back and forth to the person. And it's kind of hard to explain when we're not diving into a fight, but it's one of the best tools to use is because you're helping the person who's not feeling loved at that moment in whatever situation it is, you're bringing the solution to what you think a solution could be to your spouse advising to them, this is how I think we could help this solution. And then they're bringing back their ideas back to you. So it, it helps um, bring everything back together and you're solving this, the problem at the same time. So it, it changes the game from a complaint to just to a solution. And so if I feel like I'm not loved or whatever my issue is, I don't just say, oh, I, I feel that you don't love me. You don't care about me when you don't do the dishes or when you don't follow through with what you've said. But I could say, I really have a hard time when you don't follow through with what you said. Can you, can you share with me why that happened? Or I'm giving them an opportunity or I'm preventing them a solution. And then as they work through that and process it and think about it, now it's something that they either can act on. It's something they can give input to solve the problem and it's not just a complaint. Because th- when it's a complaint, that's when we're usually going out to our friend, when we're complaining about someone else, when we're talking poorly about them, when we're talking behind someone's back is when it's a complaint. But it, when it's a solution-based, you don't have time for that because you solve it before it gets to that point. And another thing, too, with that, it goes beyond what most marriage coaches teach is just use I versus you statements. But let's all face it. When we're mad, we're not going to be like, I'm feeling and we do use that. (laughs) We're supposed to do that. But it combines the I'm feeling angry and lonely right here. I'm taking accountability for my emotions, but I'm also bringing to you a solution. Tell me what your solution is and what your thoughts are and then bringing it back. So it's not just using those I versus you statements, which are so important, you know, still taking accountability for your emotions, not blaming each other but it takes it beyond that and it takes it to actually solving the problem versus getting mad frustrated and then not doing anything about it and then then coming back to it later and then still not doing anything about it anytime you could take a problem in a marriage regardless of what the problem is and turn it into a an us a we type of thing and not an i or a me or you or your problem type of thing then you become a team now you have the ability to work together to solve the concern instead of work against each other. And that's the problem that many relationships have, or at least relationships that start to fade from their magical place, their fairy tale, whatever, 
is they start to have a wedge built in between them. And it's because they go at each other and not towards each other. Yeah. Ah, so many good things there. All right. <laughs> uh, I would love to know, you know, I, so we all know hindsight's twenty twenty. We all know yeah. that, uh, if, if we could go back in time and fix things with the knowledge that we have now that, you know, we, we could potentially be farther than we are, or maybe we couldn't fix things because then it would change who we are, right? Like there's all those, those thoughts and ideas around it. But if, if either of you could answer the question, if you had the ability to go back with the knowledge that you have, with the ability of, of this hindsight, could you go back and, and like, when would you go back? What advice would you give? Like, you know, would you yeah. change anything? Yeah. So I think, I think the biggest thing is, so a lot of people, and I hope it's okay that I share oh, this. A lot of people <laughs> look at Corey and they look at me and they're like, you guys have a great relationship. Like, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, he communicates with me, but let me tell you a little secret. Corey did not use to communicate. I feel like that's generally men do not usually communicate to the level that us women want. Like we, right. And I had this conversation with Corey yesterday because our four-year-old daughter, right? Like we have four boys and one girl, right? And she'll just come into our room and she's like, just chatting away chatting away and she could do it for like 10 hours right my boys they'll come into the room mom i need this mom will do this mom blah, blah. you know like it's a solution based outside of mom 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 nothing. right but but <laughs> i was talking to Corey, and like i was like because this is the most common thing that we see we see the women are like i feel like i'm losing my spouse because one he's not communicating with me and anytime that i try he's like I don't know, or that sounds good, or it's just like one line things. And that used to be Corey, like used to be Corey. We'd be on road trips and I'd be like, so what do you want to talk about now? And he's like, nothing. And I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't work for me. So like my emotional bucket had to be filled up. Right. And, and that's the most common thing that we get. So I want those people to know, first of all, there is hope. If your husband does not talk and you're like, I am seeking emotional like stability right now, or even like you just don't know why they're not talking to you, but it's building a wedge in your marriage. Um, there is hope because this guy talks now. But the way I guess I would have started things like asking him what's hard for you and like starting those little conversation things and letting him know, like, I'm trying to build an emotional connection right here. So you telling me I don't know doesn't work for me, you know, letting him know. Um, the little steps, like the little things we've developed over the years, I wish we would have known that was when we first got married, when we first started, because I feel like I would have felt much happier in the beginning stages of our marriage if I would have been able to feel like my emotional bucket was being filled up constantly. I don't know if that made sense, but um, I hope it did. But I, I kind of started on our little girl tangent. But us women, like we have to have that emotional bucket. Like if, if I, my little four-year-old is sitting here and talking and talking, talking, she's doing it because she's trying to build an emotional connection with us, right? She's not doing it just to talk. Like she wants to have input. She wants you to, you know, validate her. She wants to feel loved in that aspect. It's the same thing with us grown women. Like we need to feel that love. We need to feel that I'm feeling appreciated. And so when our husbands are saying, I don't know, or I got nothing for you, it doesn't do much for us. So that's something that I would have wish we would have figured out before was how to start when we were first married. Well, and for me, um, the easy answer would have just been like, Oh, don't go to physical therapy school and just start yeah. marriage coaching. Cause we, we were coaching friends before, but um, that doesn't make sense because although it, it had been a journey through undergrad and stuff more than 10 years, 
through undergrad and getting into physical therapy school and, and school and then studying and all these things. It's been, it had been like a 10 year journey in me preparing to be a physical therapist. And with that 10 year journey came a lot of debt. Like my student loans are equal to our mortgage. And that most people be like, how can you walk away from physical therapy at this time? And I was like, well, my family is important to me. Your family is important. I really have a need to do that. And so the easy answer for me would be like, just start earlier. But I couldn't do that because everything that happened, if I don't go to physical therapy school, we never move to Nevada. We never foster. We never, our family has never built the way it is now. And we never, because our business truly started through a physical therapy conference. We never make those connections that push us off the ledge that show us that we have tools and skills that have a greater ability than me being a healthcare professional. We don't learn, we don't gain those experiences if I don't go to physical therapy school. As much as I would love to wipe out the debt from physical therapy school and pretend like that didn't happen, I can't go back and say, oh, I would just start coaching earlier because then none of these experiences would have allowed us to have the impact that we have. And our and marriage so for, needed it. From my hindsight, the one thing that I could do um, to change is just coach throughout PT school instead of replacing PT school. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) One thing that you said that was super important that made me think of something that I I started doing with my wife was she would start talking about something and I'm a solver. So I instantly, (laughs) and so I got, (laughs) yeah, well, I got to the point of saying, is this a listen to you conversation or is this, I have to go solve something conversation. And I will tell you it's harder for the listen conversation, like, because I I might be able to solve it, but she doesn't want me to solve it. Right. It's like, I don't know why you're talking to me about it. But, but. <laughs> she's building up that emotional connection. That's what she's doing. Right, right, right. Yeah, but, but, out in. <laughs> yeah that, was, that was the hardest piece was just listening and then not trying to solve it. Yeah. Because then, I, I for you know, when we first started this, I was just like, hmm, I'm really not sure what to do now. If you want me just to listen, like, can I talk yeah. about what I would do? Okay, that sounds bad. I'm really sorry you're going through that. But that that's huge, right? Because – one, it forces me to get into listening mode, which I'm bad at, um, <laughs> and and it lets me be there for her like I want to be there for her. Yes. Right? So I think that's huge. Um, so that made me think of that story. But all right. So we talked a little bit about hindsight. You guys kind of teased a little bit about what you're doing soon or now. What's on the horizon for you guys? Yeah, so we have we have a lot on the horizon. Corey, you want to share? <laughs> yeah, so we're we're in the planning stages of holding an interactive marriage workshop, which would be like a two day event, a couple hours on one evening, a couple hours in the next, and that will either we're still planning it, so that may be the week just before Christmas or it might be early January. So that's something that is coming up. Um, we do have our coaching program that is a six-week coaching program. And then we're um, also – we have a, a fairly new podcast that we're starting to to interview married entrepreneurs that that's developing. And we're, we're still learning the entrepreneur game because, like you said, mm-hmm. we came away from healthcare, both of us. And so some of the things that are in the works is we're going to have 
a mastermind that we put together that would be um, a combination of one-on-one coaching plus a group component plus a mastermind component. So that that will be in the works. We will have a lot going on um, the first couple of months of 2021 as far as just speaking and stuff, speaking, um, probably another book type of thing, just whatever we can do that we've collected for the 12 years that we've been coaching that we haven't shared with the world. So we're going to be producing a lot more lives, a lot more content, a lot more opportunities to interact with us because now we've learned that our impact not only has an impact in the home, but it has an impact in the business. And if your business becomes stronger, that means all the people that you serve can be impacted by you. And so we have a huge ripple effect that we've just realized that it's not just the individual couple. It's not just one home that we're strengthening, but we're strengthening many in huge numbers. And as your business becomes stronger or my family becomes stronger then everybody else that you leave your footprints behind grows too. So there, that's a lot of what is coming for us is just telling the world more that there's hope, that they matter, that when things get hard, you should turn to your spouse instead of away from your spouse. Turn away from the easy path that the world likes to tell you about instant gratification and towards teamwork, towards your spouse, towards the relationships that matter most. And so that's what's coming most for us is just a larger, louder impact. And I think, so we actually also have um, a Facebook group. It's called Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. That's our podcast as well. Um, But Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, it's for entrepreneurs. You can either both be entrepreneurs, but most everybody in there is one's an entrepreneur and then the other one is not an entrepreneur in the marriage. Um, and, And we honestly, we help couples from, so we'll help couples and we help the individual. So if your spouse is not on board or if you're just, if you're an entrepreneur and you're just like, hey, I need, I need help in this area a little bit then we do that. But we also help couples that are going to kill each other and like on the verge of divorce, because let's face it, we all need help. Like there's no such thing as a perfect communicator, but if we can give you the tools to like strengthen your family, be able to have that peace at home, you're going to push forward that business and create the vision and change the world in the way that you are meant to change the world. And with, with our experience through foster care, our ultimate goal is to strengthen families. And even deeper than that, the reason strengthening families becomes important for us because we have five children that didn't know their fathers, that didn't weren't raised by two parents. So our ultimate goal is to make sure that children have the best opportunity to be raised in a two-parent household. And the method that we've chosen to do that is by starting at the top, strengthening the marriage. Because if we can strengthen the marriage, we can strengthen the family bond, the peace at home increases, and everything improves. The connection between the parents and the children improve. The sibling-to-sibling connection improves. And that is where we have the greatest opportunities for success. Children already have it really tough right now. The world is very chaotic. And if they have to get their starting line is back farther, it's much harder for them to have success. So we're trying very hard to make sure children can be raised in a two-parent household. So they can at least start at the starting line in their race to life. Yeah, uh, I love I love your mission in life. Uh, we need more people like you because there's people like me that wouldn't be able to do it. So 
uh, thank you for first of all, and then thank you for for being here today. And definitely, as soon as we are done here, send me the links to your show, to your yeah. group, to your workshop, to your website, to anything you want to have, so people can connect to you and find you. Uh, we'll put them in the comments as well yeah. as in the show notes because uh, the world needs more people like you. So again, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. I don't know if they need more Corys. There's <laughs> already. <laughs> There's two Corys on the show, two Corys on the last show. No, I'm just kidding. No, seriously, guys. You guys, like your calling is huge. Your hearts are huge. You could tell you guys are genuinely good people. And there's not very many people I could say that about. So one, Corey's right. The world needs more of you guys for sure. Uh, I've enjoyed, you know, listening to you guys. Why don't you real quick tell everybody where they can quickly find you? Obviously, it's going to be in the show notes, but share where they yeah. can find you. Yeah. So um, Strong Business, Stronger Marriage Facebook is the easiest way to find us. Um, but again, Corey and Jojo Rankin. Or if they wanted to just um, reach out to us, you can go to www.rfam, like the letter R, rfamilystrong.best. Um, and then you can book a call with us and we're willing to get on a call with anybody that needs to just chat about what's going on in the relationship, maybe get mental clarity on the next steps um, for their for themselves. And um, so the best place to reach us is either through the Facebook group or through the rfamilystrong.best. Um, and it's the letter R for Rankin. And um, yeah. Well, pro- probably even better than that is just through our Facebook profiles. Yeah, Either a too. personal message, a friend request, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And but. and the other thing too, I forgot to mention, we have a few books and journals. We actually have um, we have a couples journal. So if you are struggling with communication, and a lot of our men like it because they don't really like to talk. Like Ron, you had said you want to solve the problem, and sometimes the women doesn't want so- problem solving or whatever. So it's a journal there where you can communicate, but at the same time, it helps you work on marriage goals. Um, and business goals. Um, and then we have a book called Strong, Mis- or Strong, what is it called? Keeping Our Marriage and Business Alive. Sorry, I forgot about the title. Uh, Keeping Our Marriage and Business Alive. And we made it a very short ebook. It's like 40 pages because we wanted couples to actually utilize it. And because we know entrepreneurs are busy, we know this. Like, So it's and, a hard yeah. cop- copy on Amazon, but we'll make it available for anyone who wants the ebook. It's just yeah, we'll very quick, here. actionable steps that entrepreneurs can take to start to um, get their time and their focus and turn their family as the top priority. And then we also have last thing is um, a book or it's a journal for parent child. So if you have teenagers and you're really struggling to communicate with them too, um, it's a good way to like, let them know how much you love them within like two seconds or less. Like you literally write a couple sentences on the topic that it's given for that month. Um, and it's called you matter to me. And, um, it's, it's simple, it's easy, but it, it helps build that relationship with your children. So, yeah. Perfect. We'll send those over. We will. To everyone listening or watching, be on the lookout for the exact links so you can head on over and help yourself have a better marriage, be a better spouse. And at the end of the day, if you're an entrepreneur, make some profits. So, all right, Corey, Jojo, thanks again for joining us and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, Ron, uh, you and I, we need to keep this between us. (laughs) 
Yes, no, yes, we do. Joking. All right. You um, know we're live, right? Yeah, all all I forgot. I forgot. No, okay. no one else can listen. Everyone stop. <laughs> all right. Uh, first of all, uh, great, great job by Corey and JoJo. Again, such big hearts. But uh, a couple takeaways. I am sure you have a few. And if you don't, I got you covered. So what do you got for us? I got a couple. Um, one. Okay, so we're going to start with my second one first. So, all right. I think it's push. the first if you go with it first. I, All I right. mean, I don't push. Know. <laughs> well, that's true. But this one, this one, I, it kind of spoke to me. Push through the pain, right? Or the resilience, right? So lean into it. Lean into it. Push through it because it's it's going to be worth getting through it because your calling is on the other side of it, right? So then that leads me into the 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 first takeaway, which was your mission or calling. Or as they said, it came as a dream, right? So there's so many things that I dream about that I was like, okay, that's that's how I feel. I'm being talked to. I have to do it and I have to put it into motion. But you have to act on it. If you don't act on it, nothing will change, yeah. right? And then as you get closer to the good things, you will find resistance. That's when you cannot quit because you are so close. That's when you have to push through. Yeah, so so good, so true, and uh, you know, two things that I have. I know normally I don't have two, but uh, they were talking about being intentional, mm-hmm. right? And and I keep I keep so much of this conversation, right? Like a marriage is probably the toughest relationship, the one that you have to work the hardest to to maintain and and do it well, right? Um, but any of these relationships, business, professional, entrepreneurship, boss, employee whatever, if you could be intentional about the steps and actions that you take, you can, you can keep it stronger. And, and right, like you said, the resistance to push forward. And I know COVID is, has challenged many of us, including uh, my own relationship. And at the end of the day, I think it's stronger now because of being intentional, because of pushing towards it and trying to solve it together with the us, right? Instead of separate outside the house so again awesome awesome conversation uh and at the end of the day we're gonna have all the links for everybody to go check out more when they are ready to uh but for now if you didn't catch this in our facebook group you gotta head over facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22 uh plus anybody that loves podcasting guess what we have a black friday deal going on so it is gethhm.com forward slash BF editing. So get hhm.com forward slash BF editing. Come check it out and we can help you with any of your podcasting needs. Absolutely. And we just added some graphics and a smaller graphics package for the editing. In case you don't need editing, you just need graphics done. We got you covered. So guys, we want to thank you for being the best part of the hindsight hackers community.